the path doesn't have to be straight. We have a lot more information that we Value courage. You're listening to the We Get Real AF podcast, exploring the future with trailblazing women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Science and technology are reshaping our world at lightning speed. Engage in conversations that'll spark your curiosity and challenge what you thought possible. Inventing tomorrow starts now. And here are your hosts, Vanessa Alava and Sue Robinson. Welcome to a very merry episode of We Get Real AF, everyone. I'm Vanessa Alava. And I'm Sue Robinson. You can show us some love by subscribing, rating, and following us on social media. Our handle is We Get Real AF on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Well, just like that, the holidays are upon us. Tis the season of festive decorations, Epicurean indulgences, and the comforts of home. And although family gatherings will look a little different this year, one thing remains constant whether near or far. Gift giving. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Tech toys are some of the most coveted items for many. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift can be daunting due to the vast amount of options in the marketplace. To help us conquer our tech lovers wish list is digital lifestyle and technology expert Jessica Naziri. Jessica is a former tech journalist turned boss babe entrepreneur. She partners with major technology brands by creating influential digital content and is the founder and CEO of TechSesh, a blog and community of women dedicated to the intersection of tech and lifestyle. Her mission to bring tech to women and women to tech perfectly aligns with the spirit and core values of We Get Real AF. And for that reason, we are delighted to have her with us today. Jessica, welcome to the show. Hi, ladies. Thank you for having me. Such a lovely bunch. Thank you. We're excited. Yes, absolutely. How can our listeners connect with you and TechSesh online? On Instagram, they can find me at Jessica Naziri. LinkedIn, Jessica Naziri, all across it's Jessica Naziri. And we also do have um, a tech such handle on Instagram as well. And we have a blog, like you mentioned, where everything we'll talk about will be lined up on there. And that's techsesh.co. Perfect. So Jessica, let's dive into your career journey and your learnings as a woman in tech. I started off actually reporting on the stock market in Farsi. So I speak Farsi fluently. Um, I graduated USC early, moved to New York five days later, found a job on Craigslist reporting on the stock market in Farsi on camera. I can't read or write in Farsi, but I can speak it. So I would write Farsi in English and then talk about the stock market, which I also knew nothing about. Like here's an LA girl, like we don't know what the stock market is. I don't know why it's not. I mean, at that time, maybe it was not as informed, but it wasn't very prevalent. I didn't know anyone in the stock market. I didn't know anyone that traded. So when I got to New York, I started this new job. I learned so much. This is super interesting. And I love the fact that you, I don't want to say fake it till you make it, but in the, in the sense that like men do that crap all the time. Like they go and they do it and they, they look at a job and they're like, ah, I don't, I may not have this, but I can, I can work it. I can do it and get there. Women, on the other hand, we've had this conversation like several times. We're like, ah, we meet all the qualifications except that one thing. Uh, I'm not going to apply. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. You went in, you're like. I'm going to rock this until somebody says, you know, I got to get out of here basically. So were you nervous? Were you, did you ever have a moment of self doubt? Oh my God. I still do. 
you know, you put on a front that you're so sure, but deep down inside you're like, Oh, Oh my God. Like what, what am I actually doing? You know? And like, that's the fun game. You can't let people know that you have no idea what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, over time you get better. And that's when, you know, when you finally get to that point where you've practiced and you do know what you're talking about, then you have to keep believing in yourself so that you keep going to the next phase. When I started in technology, it was not really a sexy beat. And I got my start as a journalist. I was working at CNBC.com at the time. And I remember being a very young and hungry journalist, trying to take on any story possible, always raising my hand. Um, and I remember one day my editor, who was an old white man, he's like, who wants to cover this tech story? And I'm like, I do, I do, I do. And ever since then, I kind of fell into it. At that time, no one cared about it. At that time, technology was not a sexy beat. Flash forward to now, everything we do revolves around technology. Um, it's a lifesaver. It's a time saver. It's a connector. So many different levels of technology helping us out. Um, so now I've been in technology for about 12 years and it's evolved. But um, initially I was covering tech. So all the big names like Apple and Google. Um, and then uh, I really got into it. And from there at, the, at CNBC, I started a section called Quick Start. And we would focus on startups in the tech scene. Um, and after CNBC, I moved back to LA where I'm from and I started working at the Los Angeles Times, um, but not in a subject like tech at that time. I was actually redacting papers um, and that got boring pretty quick, but that was my foot into the into the LA Times, you know, like a, really not a sexy, fun job. So I knew I wanted to cover technology, but I knew that if I really wanted something to happen... I would have to do it. Um, so I, I approached the editor um, and I set up a meeting. I put together a PDF and I pitched the stories I wanted to tell. Um, and like I said, in CNBC, my editor was an old white male at the LA Times. Not much was different. Um, and so there was a reason why we weren't covering these new technologies like Snapchat and Whisper and all these new great things coming out. Um, And I saw it firsthand. So I pitched it and they liked it. And that's really where I got my big, big, you know, kind of like foot in the door when it came to technology. So I started covering tech at the LA Times. I started um, a video section for them, reviewing gadgets, talking to startups in the LA tech scene. And it was so exciting because not many people knew about them, but I had a chance to help them tell their story. And these companies became huge afterwards. And something that was really, really great was that I've have I've had different, you know, jobs before. I've had different bosses. Um, but this editor that I went to at the LA Times, she really became a mentor for me. She was the first wo- woman that really ever empowered me to take something and make it my own. So by her believing me and saying yes. Um, that's where I really got into it. And I really give her, I give myself credit, but I also am so happy that, you know, I went out to the person who was in charge and in a power of influence and I made my way through. I think that's something we hear from a lot of our amazing guests is that there's a pivotal woman at some point in their life who's a little bit further down the road in their career, who 
stops and sees talent in them and mentors them and believes in them. And that has been so huge for all of our guests. And I love that you were enterprising. My background is, is broadcast news. I was a TV news reporter for a long time. So um, I love that you found a niche and said, nobody's covering this. I want to do it because you, you know, really kind of paved your own way and opened up a lot of opportunities for yourself. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting paid to talk about all this cool stuff. So I, I was really impressed that you started doing um, also videos for these like companies that weren't really household names yet. Around what time was that? I mean, because that's pretty innovative too. Um, if it was like on the cusp of like the YouTube scene and all that. Well, let's just say it was at a time where I was super awkward and I still can't believe they let me be on camera. Um, <laughs> I was terrible. But besides that... You know, it was hard because I had to shoot and edit my own pieces, plus be an editor, because at that time, the LA Times was still in bankruptcy, so they didn't really have a budget. So whatever I wanted to do, I had to do first and then get approval. Um, and I would do it outside of my working hours, by the way. Um, and because this was a new subject I hadn't covered, this was also new um, to answer your question, Vanessa. It was when video was not on the LA Times, like it was something that they just started out. So this like girl comes in who people are looking at, like, who is she? What is she doing here? Does she know anything about tech? Does she know anything about video? And the answer was yes. And I learned that whatever you want, you have to go ask for. That's like my biggest thing. If you want something, you have to ask for it. I love that you mentioned is that like you had to build it yourself. I've had like a very, it was like an epiphany. This year has been like a, a year of learnings for me, especially hearing from so many amazing women that are doing crazy things in the, the technology space is that I was, I've always been trying to find like something that I've wanted already in existence. Like I wanted to find like the perfect thing, like job or, or, or creative thing to get into that like is already out there. Well, it maybe isn't. And mm -hmm. I think that like just Sue and I came together on this podcast and we're like, this doesn't exist. Let's make it ourselves. And it has been so fulfilling in so many different ways. And I think that you nailed it uh, earlier, Jessica, when you're like, I, I needed to build it. Like I needed to do it myself. If I wanted mm -hmm. to get it done, I needed to do it myself. Absolutely. When I was young, I just like wanted to be different. I remember like I hated school, but I loved social studies and we had a class called broadcast. So once a week we would do news and I loved it. I thrived. Um, I didn't speak English until like I was nine. So my parents are both immigrants. I'm first generation. I was an ESL and that's like a class for like the special kids that don't know English. But then I always said, well, I'm going to try just as hard. I'm going to have tutors. I'm going to like have my dad help me um, and I'm going to get to where I want to be. And that was something that just kind of took me throughout my life that I wanted something different and something that people in my society and my culture had no idea existed. I think that's so, so great because, you know, we all, like we were just saying, we all feel insecure and we all feel self-doubt, but it, you have a choice at that point. Am I going to believe the self-doubt and let it stop me in my tracks or am I going to push through and um, just keep my eye on the goal? And, it, you know, since we both have a broadcast background, when I got into TV news, I didn't have any background prior to, to joining the TV station, but I knew I wanted to be on the air. So what I did was I enterprised a story that nobody else had covered. And I said to my news director, I've made all these great connections and I um I, I, this is an awesome story for sweeps. And he said, yeah, we love it. And I said, but the only thing is I'm not giving you my contacts. I want to do the story myself. And that's how I became a reporter. So sometimes I think, you know, like you're saying, you just have to find that thing and 
and make it your own and then just pitch it, pitch it, pitch it and worry about the insecurity later. Yeah. And, and, and we're talking about like journalism, but this goes for anything, you know, if you're a founder, you know, and you want to get funding, you need to ask for exactly how much you want and not be afraid to ask for it. You know, oftentimes I remember actually when I was at the, uh, at CNBC, I did a story on venture capital and how women don't ask for nearly as much as men. So like, that's a really big problem, you know, and we are so much better at business. We are so much better at taking risks. We are so organized. Like we have kids, all three of us, right. And Mm -hmm. we're still running businesses. We're running the home where everyone's fed. We know how to multitask and we do it so well, but sometimes we doubt ourselves, but you you have to put that away and you just need to ask for exactly what you want. And this year I also had an epiphany. Now I ask for help. Yes. Amen. That's important. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in the space now where I'm growing my company. I'm asking for help at home. So we have a nanny. It's been amazing, you know, um, and I'm getting help when it comes to business. And so this is how we grow. And it's very important to remember that, like, you can't do everything on your own. It ties into vulnerability and being vulnerable enough to say, you know what, I do need help. And it's a sign of um, courage and not a sign of uh, of weakness. You know, mm-hmm. just knowing where you need the help and asking for it, I think is so intelligent. We just have to rewire our brains and how we approach help. Um, you know, it, it is only going to make you more efficient and better. And it lets you focus on what your strengths are instead of spending mm-hmm. all your time shoring up your weaknesses, right? You can, it frees you to do what you're really good at. And ultimately you contribute more that way. And and sometimes people think like that's an insecurity, but I actually think the things that you actually find that you're most insecure about, that will actually open your eyes to what you're passionate about. So that job that I got out of college where I had to speak Farsi on camera was really interesting because my entire life I wanted to be American and I hid the fact that I speak Farsi. Um, and I would just tell people, oh no, I'm American. But that is what got me my first job. The fact that I speak Farsi and that I'm not just American, but I'm Iranian American. And so that insecurity allowed me to get to the next step in my life. Um, And so those things that we're so insecure about, like if you really embrace those things, like the fact that I was so awkward, I really tuned into that. And I really made sure that I would speak better on camera, that I would fix my accent um, whenever I was speaking Farsi and English. And so those insecurities, if you really hone in on that, you'll find some great things come out of it. Mm, Great advice. I would love to hear because you are one busy lady. (laughs) Just walk us through like a day in the life because you have so many ventures that are going on right now. Recently, I have noticed that this is something really simple that makes the world of a difference. Waking up at 6 a.m. and having a routine where I'm either working out with my trainer or like getting things done for the day and accomplishing like three things out of my list by like eight o'clock makes such a difference because when nine o'clock comes, like it's I can I say shit show because it's of a course. shit show. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I try to organize myself and try to get a few things done in the morning. And I know this sounds simple. Everyone talks about it, but it makes such a big difference. And I really recommend not looking at your phone first thing in the morning. This is really hard because for a lot of us, our phones are our alarm clocks. Um, But once you use it as an alarm clock, then you're like, okay, let me check an email. Let me check if anyone responds to my Instagram message. And it turns into a loophole. And those are not ways to be productive. So try to do something like two things for yourself in the morning so you can be productive. But 
um, for me, my, my days usually are like working out in the morning, trying to read like a few pages of a book. It takes me a very long time to read books recently because I just have so much going on in my mind. Um, but right now is the busiest season for me. So, you know, all these tech companies have great product launches and they want people to know about them for the holidays. Um, so for example, I have a holiday tech gift guide. So I'm trying out all these different gadgets. I'm creating videos. I'm sending proposals. I, I would say like no two days are the same, but I try to have like one day a week where I'm organizing content, writing everything out one day a week where I'm trying out all the gadgets one day a week where I'm shooting all the segments. Um, so for me, it's, content creation, it's proposal creation, it's consulting with clients, it's being a full-time mom, my son's in the other room sleeping. So scheduling that is important, you know, with, you know, whatever I need to do, if I need alone time, I need to make sure he's sleeping at that time. But it's exciting because I get to work with so many different companies. I think that's um, just a lot of the the tips that you gave are, are really great and ones that I want to really implement this year too. And finding time for yourself is so, so important, especially the busier you are, I feel, just to, to be the, the fresh you that you need to be for everyone else and for everything else that you're pouring yourself into. Hey, everybody. Sam McLean here from InPhase Audio, audio producer and editor for the We Get Real AF podcast. I'm so glad to be a part of this podcast, encouraging women and girls to step into emerging technologies and celebrating the accomplishments of those who do. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at McLean Sounds or check out my website, inphase.biz. Thanks for listening. Talk to us about TechSesh and your mission. We love your mission. So TechSesh for me came out of a void. After being a journalist, after the LA Times, I was sort of sick of writing just about technology. I wanted to work at a tech company. So I got offered a really great job at a startup here in LA and it was amazing. I was wearing so many hats. I was learning so much. The founder was amazing. Um, and then slowly I started seeing like, oh wow, why is there only one other female here? And Later on, I would also see that, okay, that that female that was also here besides me, she's not here anymore. Um, why am I not invited to that, you know, party that the, all the guys went to? And slowly I was uncovered that like these guys were super broy, and this happens at a lot of tech companies. Um, the way that I led meetings, I felt like I was disrespected. There's just so many different things where I'm like, wow, like, okay, I don't have a background in technology and I'm moving product in a very different way than these guys. But at the same time, I feel like I really don't belong. Is this like something that's common? And more and more you would see things unravel where women felt like they don't belong in tech. Um, and one day I come to work and I go on the website and then I see my job is up for hire. So... That infuriated me because the day before the founder was telling me that I was doing a great job and this and that, and I approached him. I'm like, I need to talk to you. Why are you hiring for my position? And he was just like, oh my God, I can't believe like, I don't know. And he didn't know what to say, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was a very, very horrible feeling, especially after he was telling me I was doing a good job. So it, made me think like, where are the women in tech? Like, what is going on? Like, who else feels like this? Um, And that's really what 
led me to start Texas. I needed a community at a time where I didn't see it existed. There was definitely a void. This was this was before all the movements and before there were like meetups and that it was, you know, a, like a big market where women would get to talk to each other about their experience, about their salaries, et cetera. So I saw a void and that's really why I started TechSash to just help other women stay in tech and show them like, listen, I'm in tech too. I don't necessarily have a tech background, but I'm in tech, like let's talk. And so it turned into a community, a blog, and we started doing meetups and events and it really turned into something bigger and a conversation um, and it was great because I was highlighting different stories of other women in the space and showing other women who want to get in, like, look, there's other people just like you who may or may not have a background that are prospering. Yes, you'll have a few bad stories, but if we're in it together, if you have a support system, you can continue to grow. And since then, I've I've been growing our audience and now we work directly with brands and help tell their stories and bring them to life. I think stories like yours are happen a lot more than than we know because people aren't as um, vulnerable and outspoken about it. Um, and I, I don't think it's just tech. Obviously, I think women experience these issues. I mean, I come from an entertainment background, um, unscripted television in Hollywood, and it exists there. Uh, and I, I've been the, I won't say the victim because I don't want to be, be that. I, and I definitely uh, vocalize. No, we don't want a pity party. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And to your point with the pity party, I, when I read that on your blog about like, we don't want it to be a pity party. We won't, don't want to like just cry and whine and say, this is me. Bo is me. This is like, this is an issue. It's happening, but look at what's, what other things are happening. Look at all these other women that are trying to change the narrative in a different way. We aren't the, the victim and we're not, um, you know, like in a corner crying. We're like, F you, we're moving on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And and that's really our goal, you know, that our goal is to tell the real stories about women who are going up to the C-suite. Um, they're talking about their struggles so that other people learn, talking about, you know, how much they're getting compensated, bring together mentors, you know, get make sure these people, girls have access to funding. And I think what's really important is the leadership aspect. It's important to make sure that we're also elevating and inspiring the next generation. I think that's super, super important. And the biggest way that we do that is through our storytelling and our events and our mentorship. Mm-hmm. And seeing and seeing ourselves in other women, you know, especially mm-hmm. as a young girl, you know, whether you be in high school or in college, like seeing yourself in someone else and just having, you know, male talking heads is not the way to do that. And I think you did something, Jessica, that I really want to point out because I think it's so important. You you had a negative experience. I'm sure you you were pissed and you also maybe had some moments of self-doubt or like discouragement, right? Yeah. But you didn't stop. You went out and you pivoted and you said, okay, I'm going to do something different here. And I just want all the young women who listen to this show to hear that when you're feeling discouraged, again, you have two choices there. There's a fork in the road. You can listen to the discouragement and give up. And I think that's why we don't see more women in tech because they end up doing something else. Or you can say, no, I'm going to stick to my vision for myself and I'm going to put push on through and not let these asshole guys define me in, in your situation. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And when you see someone's true colors come out and their values, it says more about them than it does about you. 
I, I mean, I've, I've read that and I, that has stuck with me this year too. Like the way someone reacts to some, something or the way they handle something, it says more about them than it does about you. Um, so take that experience and, and just do good by yourself, like mm-hmm. by, by your own person, like you are worth more than that. And you're worth, you're capable of much more than that. So absolutely. I want to find out what technology gifts we need to be getting this holiday yeah. season. Jessica, earlier you mentioned you had just published your 2020 holiday gift guide on TechSesh. Uh, so this is a very timely request. Please share your expertly curated top 10 <laughs> gift recommendations for this holiday season. Oh my God, it's so hard to narrow it down to 10. So this year, a lot of us are spending so much more time at home. And I think something that would be beneficial for everyone on your list if you're having a hard time is smart home devices. So for example, um, the Ring smart camera, it's a video doorbell. Uh, and when someone, you know, knocks on your door or rings the ring, you can see who it is on an app. It gives you notifications. It's also filmed. So God forbid there was like a, someone stealing your packages, you can see who it is and you can also notify the police through there. Um, another thing that I recommend is malware bites. A lot of us are, you know, doing online shopping. So you want to make sure you're protected and that you have privacy online. Um, So cybersecurity is super, super important right now. Lots of phishing scams and phishing for people who are not so aware is whenever you receive an email from, let's say you think your husband, but it's someone with the same exact email, but the last word is like different and you click on a link and they can have access to all your information. So malware bites premium, it removes all the malware, all the viruses and all the threats on your device in seconds, and then it stops you from actually getting other infections going forward. Um, We did see a lot of scams when coronavirus first started about like, okay, donate to the government or help do this, help do that. Um, And so many scams out there. Did you guys ever see the text message like your Amazon deliveries outside? No. So they're getting really good at this. Um, but you definitely want to make sure that you are private when you're online, especially because so many of us are working from home. So you want to have a secure VPN and that's a virtually private network. That way you're private whenever you're on Wi-Fi. Um, and it also gives you faster speeds of internet as well. Um, many of us also use our laptops for personal and for work things. So you want to make sure, you know, if that's the case, you also are using something like malware white malware bites to keep yourself safe. Awesome. awesome. You know, I, I got, um, I was getting attempt hacked, <laughs> attempting hacked, uh, through my PayPal for a while there. I kept getting these messages I knew were not really from PayPal, like trying to get me to log into my account. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just have to be so, so careful. And they do look similar if you're not paying attention, right. They look similar to the the real sender. So mm-hmm. yeah, they look so real. I know that's the problem. They're getting so good, these scammers and hackers. So definitely want to make sure that you're protected online. Um, so next, I really love the fact that I've been reading more books recently. It does take longer, but now I'm actually listening to audiobooks um, and I've been using Scribd for that. And what's great about Scribd is it's like the Netflix of reading. They have books on their audiobooks, they have digital content, um, and it's a monthly subscription and it's $9.99 right now. So, really good. F- 
price for, you know, someone who loves books. Um, another thing that I love is click and grow. I don't have a green thumb, but you don't need one. This is an indoor plant. It has all the tech set up for you. You don't even need to water the plants. There's an LED light in there and there's a timer that sets up an LED light for the plants to grow at a certain time. So you literally just plug it in and you watch your plants grow and you can make a salad like three weeks later with it, which I love. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's, really, really cool. <laughs> that's great for people who live in cities that like don't yes. have a lot of room. So yeah, yeah. you just put it on your counter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Next up, going back to people who are working from home, you know, laptops are super important these days. So if you're looking for something lightweight, portable, but also really strong um, in terms of, you know, making sure that it feels like you can take it anywhere that you go, I recommend the Microsoft Surface Pro. Um, I actually recently had got one myself. I've had the older version then I upgraded to the newer version and I love it. It's sleek and there are different colors. You know, a lot of people, when they think about laptop or phones, the only thing that comes to mind is an Apple device, Mm -hmm. but I actually really prefer my Microsoft. I've been using Microsoft for the past five years now. Um, I still have an Apple phone and some people are like, well, you know, how how do you do with like iOS and then Windows and it actually is super seamless and I really think if you want more bang for your buck and a device that still looks so sleek and nice definitely go with a Microsoft. I do love the Apple Watch, but I do hate their rubber band. Their bands are so ugly. And I recently came across this company called Golden Ear and they make beautiful jewelry inspired bands for your Apple Watch. Okay, so for parents, uh, I will be the first to admit that the days are long and sometimes I want my son to just sit down and give me like 20 minutes to myself. And I'm not just going to turn on any YouTube channel. I'd rather when I give him the phone and screen time for it, something to be something good. So I um, recommend parents download an app called Lingo, Lingo Kids. Um, And they're very educational. They're really great and fun, good songs. You might've seen um, some of their advertisements actually on YouTube. And that's how I came across them. I saw an advertisement, like a pre-roll on YouTube. I'm like, Oh, that sounds like a really cool app. And I downloaded it and it's been amazing. So lingo kids. Um, and by the way, I have discount codes for all these, if anyone's interested and I can send you the links. Um, yeah. Okay. Now going to COVID, you know, our phones are super dirty. We're wearing masks on our face, but you don't have, you have to remember that like we put our phones on countertops. We put them in our, you know, purse and our pocket. We put them pretty much anywhere. So it's really important to clean our phones. And there's actually a UV sanitizer called Coral. Um, it's a big device where you can put toys in there. You can put your phone in there. You can put makeup brushes in there. So that's really a really good one um, for cleaning out all your equipment and your phones. I don't know if you'll have something in this category or not, but for those of us who have young adult kids and are trying to help them do better managing their finances, is there anything out there that you know of? Yes. Yes. So I am a big fan of the Mint app. So the Mint app is super, super user-friendly. It connects to all your... um, all your bank accounts. And then once your kids are also older and 
maybe entrepreneurs. It's also connected to Intuit QuickBooks. So everything is just in one place. Um, but Mint helps you set budgets. It helps you figure out, you know, how much money is coming in, how much is coming out, and it helps you save as well. And, you know, in this time, saving is super important. You never know what can happen next with everything that's going on right now. So this is a really great app to start budgeting and figuring out where you stand, um, like to, to pretty much like put a monthly budget for yourself. What else do I have? Oh, so with my time during COVID, I've been trying different things. And one thing that I got really into is cryptocurrency. I don't know if you both are into it at all. No, but no. we would love to learn more. Yeah, talk to us about cryptocurrency Thank and how you. we could be investing in it now. You know, it's so funny because at first when cryptocurrency came about, people were like, oh, this is a scam. Don't get into it. You don't know what's going to happen to your money. But like it has gotten huge. So for example, if you invested $100 in Bitcoin in 2010, it could roughly be worth $130,000 today. So it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Some people are saying that it's a bubble, but actual investors who invest in the stock market stock market are getting into crypto. But um, a little bit about crypto for people who want to know more, a quick little thing. Crypto is a medium of exchange that's digital. So what's great is you can send it anywhere in the world through internet access and it's encrypted and decentralized. And what does decentralized mean? It means that nobody controls it so you could do whatever you want with it. Um, something to keep in mind is that cryptocurrency can be hacked. So everyone says you need a key. So a key, that way you control exactly where your money goes and comes. Um, and for people who are already in crypto or want to get into it, I really recommend a uh, hardware device called the Ledger. Um, because like cash, cryptocurrency, it's untraceable money. So with this, you can track and trace and track to see where it goes with this device called the Ledger. How much of an expert in crypto do you have to be to get utility out of the ledger? Like, is it a steep learning curve? No. So what's great is actually ledger is not only a device to keep safe, but you can also trade on there as well. Hmm. Interesting. So now they've become a platform to do that. And it's one of the better known, well-known devices out there. Um, and so they have a lot of instructional tutorials that are fun and exciting as well. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Last one. You're helping me out here, Jess. Got a few last minute gifts to get. So this is great. Something fun that I also recently tried out are the Bose sunglass headphones. Hmm. Um, so they're really cool because they're sunglasses, but you can also listen to music or take calls on the headphones. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. This has been such a great list of uh, tech gadgets for, for your tech lover out there. Or, you know, maybe treat yourself. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Treat yourself. That's right. (laughs) Do it. Do it. Especially this has been a rough year for many. So definitely (laughs) do it. Awesome. Jessica, you've been an amazing guest. Um, Before we wrap up though, we want to do what we uh, call the lightning round with you. Um, Just a few questions that are fun to get to know you on a personal level. I'll start with what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I would go into real estate. How do you define success? Success means waking up in the morning and being excited about your day. I don't care if you're rich or poor. You have people that are on both levels that hate their lives when they wake up first thing in the morning. So for me, success is being happy with what you have. What resources do you wish existed currently for women in tech or looking to get into tech? I wish that there were less 
smaller groups and one bigger or groups combined so that you're not confused like, oh, should I go to this group or should I go to that group? And also because there are so many, you probably don't know about any of them. So if there was just like one better well-known or a few that con- conglomerated together, like that would be so helpful for women or girls that want to get into tech or stay in tech. What is the weirdest food you've ever eaten? Mm-hmm. So cow tongue. Ooh. That's weird. That's weird. Uh, It's actually pretty good. I was going to say, what's the verdict? You liked it. It was good. Yeah. I mean, you you have to make sure that it's like super fried with onions and mushrooms and it tastes pretty good. It's not good, super fried and onions and mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's some gravy on it. (laughs) Gravy or bacon. Oh, goodness. Okay. What celebrity would you cast to play you in a movie? Oh my God, you know who I love? And I just forgot her name. Hold on. Uh, She's a redhead and she's Australian. Nicole Kidman? Yes. I love her. She's so good. I was like, that's the only redhead Australian I know. (laughs) What is something about you that people would be surprised to know? Oh, I salsa dance. Uh, What is a funny mistake you made when you were starting out and the story behind it? Can we talk about like a funny mistake where when I was pregnant, I would accidentally put my phone in my fridge. (laughs) If you could start a movement that was guaranteed to go global, what would it be? Really getting more girls in tech. I didn't find out about it until so much later in life. And I wish I knew about it earlier because I sure as hell would have gotten more in depth into what I know now. This is all self-taught, self-learned, lots of, you know, continuous education. I'm taking... I'm an online AI class right now at MIT. Um, And, you know, I'm tired. I'm 32. I have a baby. I have a husband who's a bigger (laughs) baby. I have so many things to do, Um, but I'm still making time for it. But if I had, you know, the time when I was younger to Mm -hmm. learn even more, it would have been so beneficial. What myth about women in STEM would you like to dispel? That they can't be beautiful and pretty and smart at the same time or that they have to fit a certain stereotype. You can like fashion, you can like lifestyle stuff, you can have multiple personalities and you can continuously reinvent yourself. How have you surprised yourself in your career journey? And this could be a strength you didn't know you had or a hang up that you realized you shouldn't have worried about. How have you surprised yourself? I have surprised myself getting this far, to be very honest with you. Throughout my entire career, I've had so many roadblocks and so much red tape. And I talked a lot today about like all the things that I did to get to me where I am. But at the same time, there were so many barriers I had to cross. Every time I started my career, all I heard from people was no, 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 this doesn't exist. No. So this career that I've carved out for myself right now is not a traditional career. It's something that along the way I kind of like made for myself. And it's exciting because more people are coming into this space. Um, But what people don't know is I'm not an overnight success. I've been working at this for so long. And when I started TechSesh, I was not making $1 in my name. And so for me to like get all these doors shut at me, for people to say like, well, you used to be a journalist. Oh, then you worked at a tech company. And now we want to get it was just very confusing. It was very difficult. I was not making any money um, and I barely had any savings, but I kept on pushing through because I really saw value and I knew that people needed this more than I did. Amen. I mean, again, it's like it's carving it out mm-hmm. and believing in yourself. And it, it th- that doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but you will be better for it in the long run and to just uh, persevere. Persevere, persevere. It's up one more time than you fall down. Yes, ma'am. Okay, last one. Fill in the blank. Blank like a girl. 
hit like a girl. Hit them hard like they have no idea what's coming. I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) Jessica, you are a delight. We've had such a great time speaking with you today. Again, thank you so much. You've been amazing. And we hope to have you again on the show. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good. Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at WeGetRealAF. And visit our website at www.WeGetRealAF.com. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women.